welcome to Melissa Mumbles, a podcast where we talk about things that don't go according to plan. Hello, everyone. I feel so official now because I bought a microphone. Um, so I am no longer recording with voice memos on my phone, which is awesome. And I'm using GarageBand too, so I can edit and put stuff in, which I'm very excited about. Um, because as you, if for some reason you were keeping up with this podcast, it is not the most consistent, but I really want it to be. And I'm really going to try to put more effort into doing this because I think it is an important project for me to do. So, what inspired this podcast is that I've had this microphone for like two weeks now. I tested it when I first got it and then I just sort of, it has been sitting on my desk um, and I haven't been doing anything with it. But I have been having thoughts and I want to share stuff and I was journaling And I sort of felt this resistance to start. Um, And I think it's just because I was waiting to be ready, like to have a, a script ready or more talking points ready. And I just need to start this so I can get back into the flow of everything. So the one thing that I'm going to talk about today, well, the one thing. I say that as if I can just talk about one thing. I'm going to talk about a little bit about my experience with music and band and then talk about toxic band culture and how that has affected me. I have been thinking about toxic band culture for at least three years. So basically like starting my senior year of college and up until now and I had been thinking about it a lot because I was a band director for the last two years and my girlfriend is in music school so she talks about it and I see things that are happening um, and I relate that to my experience as well so I've been thinking about it I have many thoughts on this this will not be the only podcast on this topic, but I just, like I said, I wanted to start my flow of it so I could um, continue talking about this. So a little bit more personal context, if you don't know me or have not listened to the podcast before, is that I went to music school, I have a degree in music education, certified K-12. For the last two school years, I taught band in a smaller town. And I just had an interesting experience. This is not the most simple story, so let me just go back. So I went through college, COVID happened during student teaching, and then I got a job. And I moved to the town. It was only two hours away from where I lived. And so it was a good distance that I wanted. And 
I thought I wanted to teach band. After two years of teaching and various things happening, I decided to leave the job. Um, Also this whole time, I have been in therapy, working through emotional stuff and trying to feel better and work through things that have hurt me in the past. I lived alone in this town that I was teaching in and which was I really enjoyed for the most part but it also got lonely but it also allowed me to have my own space which was uh, essential for me especially at this time so I was getting to getting into spiritual stuff and meditating and everything and then I came across something called shadow work so I started looking up videos talking about shadow work and shadow work journaling prompts and I journaling has been like so like the number one thing that I have used to work through stuff like it is just how my I mean our brains work linguistically I would not be where I am now if I had not journaled so I I think I sort of had been doing shadow work without realizing it just through my journaling and the questions that were popping up plus things that my therapist was telling me to write about so but I wanted to go deeper um, so I wanted more like um, specific shadow work journaling prompts not just like did you enjoy your childhood and like very vague open-ended things like that which is kind of the purpose of them but those the generic ones I was finding on Pinterest were not uh, hitting where I wanted them to so I found this um, ebook of shadow work journaling prompts and I bought it um, and I put it on my iPad and I was like okay so I'm not gonna go through these one by one you know one a day I am going to just flick through them um, when I want one and then just pick the one that seems right I don't remember the exact shadow work prompt that I chose that day but I'm pretty sure it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday night and I was like okay let's do some shadow work and journal and see what happens because that's my attitude with this sort of stuff and then it hits me like a truck so I was just journaling and um, journaling you know the the thing that happens with me with shadow work prompts is that they start on something specific but they somehow find their way to something seemingly unrelated so I was journaling and worked my way up until realizing that the only reason essentially I have continued with band this long 
is because in eighth grade, I got a band award and I was going to quit band in eighth grade, but I got the award and the good student people pleaser needing validation side of me. When I got that award, I was like, well, I can't quit band now because I got an award and obviously that means I'm good at it. So I should continue it. So I changed my mind and we went to the high school and changed my schedule, but I had never come to that like exact realization before and it was crazy because I was writing, I was looking at my notebook, but then I like looked up and I felt like I like was living in somebody else's life and I was like, oh, this does not feel like my life. Like, why am I here right now? It was kind of scary because I was like, I feel like I woke up from the last 10 years and was like, what am I doing here? So after that, I was like, I can't keep doing this because I had come to the conclusion that I don't necessarily love teaching band before that. But now I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't go to work every day knowing this information and why I have been doing this. And this was in like February, like the next week after that happened, I had a meeting with my principal and I was like, I won't be coming back next year. And there were some problems with some people at school and just band schedule problems and just issues in general uh, that I didn't love. Plus, the town was small and I'm not a small town girl. <laughs> so I just overall was not like satisfied with what was going on. So, but I needed that final boost of realizing this isn't my life to quit. And so I quit my job and it was so great, but I still had like a few months left. <laughs> so that was difficult. By the end of the school year, I was taking one day off a week because I couldn't handle being at school five days a week. It was horrible. That in itself is important to share and I believe is a result of the to ban toxic band culture. Of course, because it was my experience, there are things that I experienced and might have been influenced differently than they would be from other people, but it is my experience so that it will be like that. So maybe there are other people who have experienced toxic band culture, but didn't end up like me. <laughs> um, so I am saying that I recognize that, but I am positive that I am not the only person who has like suffered because of this. I was able to find this really weird position that lets me teach general music and art. So I teach general music two times a week and art two times a week. And as strange as that is, it is perfect for me, which I'm very thankful for. But I've been doing this the last few weeks 
and I have had very interesting emotions going into the general music room, which made me realize that teaching band for two years was essentially traumatizing me and my experience with music, which is very sad to think about because music is supposed to be this enjoyable thing that brings people together and uh, shares joy and empathy and culture and so many different things that I love about music. But I was going into this music room being like, I don't want to be here. I feel very uncomfortable. I don't want to talk about quarter notes because as as like lame as it sounds, listening to the music teacher talk about a lesson where she was teaching quarter notes, I was like, I can't be in here right now because I taught students quarter notes before and hated it. Teaching quarter notes was it started to ex- extremely bother me because being a musician that is like one of the most basic things you need to know and I couldn't handle repeating over and over and over again that a quarter note is one beat. I couldn't handle it anymore. So that was traumatizing <laughs> and I'd just be reminded of that. And then also something that I realized was before every lesson at my old job i would get nervous and like be bracing myself to just get through the lesson then once it was over i would feel so much better because i'd be like okay it's finally done we're good um but then of course that would happen like five five other times that day so that was not good and i was feeling that and also contrasting it to how i was teaching art too so i was in the art classroom i haven't been in an art classroom for like 15 years so it i apparently have a bunch of emotions about art that i haven't processed that i didn't realize so i'm doing that now but comparing how art and music made me feel was like i want to say astonishing but i didn't realize how big of a difference that there was so along with toxic band culture in school something that I think is a a huge thing and a huge problem that affected me really that caused this was that I had to choose between music and art if I had just been able to do both uh, I don't know if I would be in this situation also because I was a band person on the band track at my school, I felt pressure to teach band because that was what I specialized in. Even though by the end of college, being in band was my least favorite ensemble. I liked orchestra, I liked choir, I liked even jazz band, because that's very different than where you just sit and you have to listen to the band director and play all the stupid music that they tell you to that isn't even fun. (laughs) But jazz band, I play trumpet so I could stand in the back. It was encouraged to move and like interact with the music. So feeling the difference between music and art made me realize that. And basically the root of the problem is public schools make you choose. And I didn't realize how much art meant to me until like literally a week ago. So 
But if I was able to stay in it, I think I would have been able to explore that more. And I actually had to band caused me to leave art twice because um, I, at my school, at a certain grade, if you were in band, you just couldn't, there wasn't enough time to do the specials rotation plus band and choir, so you had to choose. Then the situation in eighth grade. So I just didn't realize how much that actually meant to me. Um, so it has been a, a lot processing that, but I know I am not the only person who has had to choose that or have maybe not regret it, but like wish, maybe wish they, I guess that's regretting, but wish they didn't necessarily go down this path or that simply it was just different than they thought it was going to be. That is my personal experience and not my entire experience, but that is where I am now and sort of how it got me there. So now I'm going to talk about some more things that I wrote out about just in general toxic band culture and just toxic music school culture because it's almost like a meme between college students or just music students that music students are always at the music building or at school practicing in class in rehearsals doing something related to school when I was at my old job we would talk about this about how like people I never I had a lot of issues practicing which I now attribute to hating playing it my instrument <laughs> but and other things but it is so unhealthy to be at school until 2 a.m. practicing like and that teachers expect that like thinking about it now is just absolutely ridiculous that that is almost required so let me just go into this list because it's a little bit more formatted um yeah so i gave you context on what happened and especially at my school where it's just music education um all of this was sort of amplified so another thing sort of specific to me but honestly not is that music was shoved down our throats every single day all day and although part of me is thankful for that because i was able to absorb so much music knowledge over the time span of four years it also severely limited the time I had to explore other things in my life. The only time I did other stuff was when I was marathon training and something about it like allowed myself to give me time to run. And but that was the only time where I was focusing on something else other than music. It was also the half semester where I was the least stressed. And I was like confused as to why I wasn't stressed. I had other interests, like I was very interested in food and cooking and art, like va a vague interest in art and just, oh, like language learning and Spanish and reading and writing and just going and being in Chicago. <sighs> But there was no time for that because I was either working on the weekends or 
doing homework or feeling guilty about not doing homework. If you knew me in college, I was I should have just put a mattress in the basement and lived there because we were probably wasting so much rent money because I only went home to sleep. And I like completely regret that because I was so tired. My I went to my uh, chiropractor and she told me she was like you need to have 2 hours a day where you just like chill and do stuff for you. And I remember being like 2 hours a day. Are you crazy? <laughs> there was absolutely no way I was going to spend 2 hours a day on myself. That was like the most absurd thing she could have said. And now if I don't have like two or three two or three days off a week i lose my mind <laughs> and that's on character growth so anyway the culture of always being at school only music practice next piece lesson rehearsal no time to eat because you have to go to class is extremely unhealthy and i don't like that it is still being pushed like we had a half hour lunch break scheduled in college and you just got lucky if you had a if you didn't have class and you could have a longer break absolutely ridiculous because because my senior year first semester of senior year i wasn't skipping meals because i didn't have time to eat which is and also extremely unhealthy okay I'm getting very intense about this, but that is okay. So the other thing was that because we were so focused on music all the time, I started to not like listening to music and I just had to force myself to do it. But because I was just forcing myself to do something that I now know I did not like doing, that was very damaging to me. And I would have felt better if I had time to do other hobbies that weren't related to music. So then there's just the history of band. And then, yeah, so let's start with the history of band. So American band is like very stereotypically old white men and music from old white men. And I think now there's a, a lot of women band directors. And I don't know the stats on the different cultures of band directors. But I, th I am, I think it is a little bit better now, but I am pretty sure it is still dominated by white men and women, um, which is not ideal, especially because music in general is far broader than that. Toxic and, ex and exclusive um, of other people. And there is a lots of reasons for that that I'm not going to go into right now um, but it is definitely something that can be talked about so now specifically I want to talk about culture of the band director because there are some band directors that I have met and I'm like you guys have the same personality first of all it is having unhealthy work-life balance which is encouraged in college so it makes sense why people struggle with that so they get their job they have no break and they are just working all the time always looking at a new piece of music blah 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 
one of my band directors in college seemed to genuinely enjoy that. And maybe he was just putting up a front, I don't know. But if you can balance that and genuinely enjoy finding new pieces of music, working with students and finding bands to work with and whatever, if you are genuinely happy doing that and you feel fulfilled in all areas of your life, that is fine. I am not saying you shouldn't do that if you enjoy it, but the people I see who are stressed and not having a good time and taking out their emotions on other people because they're stressed because of their band director job are not okay. And it's also worse because just like how parents pass down traits to their uh, kids, Band directors do that with their students. So if my band director is always staying after school doing work, I'm going to be like, oh, that's what band directors do, so I should do that. Again, all of these topics could be expanded on, but I'm just going to give an overview of a bunch of these things. Okay, let me go down my line so I don't get lost. So one thing that is related is mental health and music evolving into music school. So I've had this theory for a while where when you're in middle school and high school, art and specifically music, as we're talking about now, become the students' safe space because it is somewhere that they feel joy and welcomed and they enjoy specifically band Uh, like marching band trips and other band trips and staying late for rehearsals because sometimes in high school staying late to experience something that you enjoy is fine just becomes a problem later so it gives them room to express themselves in a certain way during a time in their life where changes are happening constantly there's a lot of pressure in high school pressure in middle school social pressure college pressure and just other subject school pressure Um, And along with music being emotionally and mentally, like scientifically, beneficial, the environment of these places are typically very welcoming. So, just like me, I was like, I loved bands, so I want to create that for somebody else, so I'm going to be a band director. Because in middle school, I do think being in band was beneficial for me. And sometimes in high school so a lot of these students like me who have had great experiences in this area aim to be teachers because they want to create a similar environment that they had for their future students and it is a very admirable admirable goal and like I said I had that goal and um, it is a very love-filled goal So I think for some people, this causes a huge problem. And it occurs during the transition from music experiencer to music teacher, both of which are very different roles and both of which are also very important to music because if there are no people experiencing the music that you're playing, sure, you can play it for you, but like one of the ultimate goals of music is to have a shared experience. So this space that was once used as a comfort and a coping space and a safe space for students is turned into a place of judgment, deadlines, stress, and pressure. The joy of music that was once full of love, or 
The music making that was once full of love and joy is now constantly critiqued in being made about being correct instead of being enjoyable. And there was one experience that I'm thinking about is that one of our professors one time was like critiquing something that somebody played or that we were listening to or she was just making a general comment and she was like this is all technically correct but there's no emotion in it and this was my junior or senior year and I remember being like annoyed at that because I'm like okay well do you want us to be technically correct or emotionally correct because right now none of us can maybe not none of us but most of us can't do both because we need to spend at least I couldn't we had to practice so what was technically correct and then somehow find enough energy for it to be emotionally um, expressive as well and I had like negative a million emotional energy to be putting into my performances of music so when she said that I was like I understand what you're saying but this is too much to expect from my perspective the the music environment flips from being like mistakes are okay learn from your mistakes to why did you get that wrong and you should do it this way instead of this way like interpretation wise like some teachers will not let you do your interpretation of a piece which is also even more confusing so add on to that the layer of students who were attracted to music because their home life wasn't supportive now instead of getting the emotional support they need in music they are only getting more critique and pressure to do well without necessarily knowing how to do so so like i said before music is beneficial emotionally to express your emotions and mentally i don't have the exact science in front of me but i know it is beneficial to your brain all of these things become a coping environment and coping mechanism and then when that is taken away and there's no other support just everything changes and then this person who has been relying on this coping mechanism which is not a bad thing now has no other resources to use to help themselves I know multiple people who had an extremely hard time emotionally in college including me I turned to being a workaholic and fostering unhealthy romantic relationships, while others tried to get relief from constant drug use or self-harm. And I also think at my school, a lot of this was attributed to us just being immature and college-aged and not respected by the professors. So all of these like uh, concerns and unhealthy coping mechanisms were sort of dismissed a lot of people in the world don't have their family as an emotional support system these people often then rely on their friends who are probably going through similar things and can't provide the level of help some people truly need a lot of colleges are trying to offer therapy sessions, which is a great step, but they fill up so fast and can't be counted on as a reliable once a week resource. Professors say they understand what we're going through and to reach out to them if you need help, but not all can be trusted to actually provide help and make you feel better rather than worse. So along with uh, like the band director stereotype, 
a lot of things in the band world are traditional and like we have been doing this this way for 70 years so this is the way it has to be an an unhelpful attitude toxic attitude of always focus on school always focus on music and it's just these unhealthy habits that these older professors are passing down to their students I also want to note that feedback and growth is a huge part of musicianship skills as it is a part of anything you want to improve at and I recognize that but with the current culture it can become damaging quite quickly and it is still important and I talked about before the um running joke about how students are always in the music building practicing till 2 a.m not having time to eat and the students who don't do these extreme things uh seem as if they are lazy or not dedicated which is apparently another requirement for music school of course it is important to dedicate yourself to something what you want to pursue but not at the expense of your own life or joy of life So again, if you knew me in college, I was constantly at school and that was probably a coping mechanism and I just was there all the time. I was also working for money, which was good, but I was working in an unhealthy way. The teachers thought very highly of me simply because I was around all the time. And like students who commuted and couldn't be there all the time, I wouldn't say teachers thought lower of them, but it was definitely a different vibe, you know, like um, professors would ask me for things because they knew I would be there and they also knew I would say yes. That just added on a whole bunch of unhealthy stuff and them always relying on me and them treating me like a faculty member when I was not. Music students are often required to be extremely dedicated and you have to like devote your life to this shit. And again, I believe one of the reasons I did well in college was simply because I was always at school. It was also one of the reasons why certain things happened to me. Professors saw my constant presence as an active dedication to the craft. Wow. (laughs) Even if I was just sitting in the hallway on my computer. I was there all day, on the weekends, during breaks, working over the summers, and I was always ready and willing, seemingly, to help out, make copies, go set up some chairs, and this got me the external approval I so desperately wanted and needed. At my school, it was an unspoken and sometimes literally spoken requirement to be at school functions outside of class time and rehearsals, like weekend events and other things that we put on. A lot of times, this conflicted with people's work schedules. I was lucky enough that being there was part of my job, but these students who could not come because of work to pay for college were seen as not dedicated because they were not able to take off one day of work to attend whatever it was. You have to be dedicated to be working through college. Like, the students who have to work 
to be able to pay for college are probably the most dedicated because they aren't like, oh, well, I don't think I could handle working and going to school at the same time, which is extremely hard, um, but also valid if you don't want to do that because it's a lot. And in high school, I, if I had a job in high school, I don't know what what would have happened. It was bad enough, but if I had to work too, no way. So these students are probably the most dedicated because they want to go to college and pay for it. First of all, of course, college is too expensive. That's a separate problem, but they want to go so bad knowing that it's expensive, that they are willing to work at the same time they're going to school and just because they can't be there for like two days of the semester they're like completely written off by the professors students transfer or drop out of music school because it may become too hard much to handle understandably like i should have done that um but only then will people voice their support Before then, they are only heard saying, you simply need to work harder and be better and stop showing up to class late. And oh, please actually turn in some work for once. College is a hard time in general for so many reasons and all of these pressures and expectations on top of everything only make it worse. Also, some rhetoric that I heard very often, like, so often was about how lucky we are to be able to teach music for a living other people have to go to jobs that they don't like working long hours assumingly not enjoying anything they're doing and how lucky are we that we get to share our passion and share music with the youth of today this phrase invalidates any and all struggle that may be occurring during your schooling sure it may be sucking the life out of you but remember how lucky you are to have this opportunity to live a life of music also thinking about living a life where i only do one thing all day every day is awful whether or not it is a quote office job or whatever i use this phrase to try to convince myself that i like what i'm doing And I did it for two years and I really didn't like it. (laughs) There were like a handful of days where I was like, maybe I don't hate this. Then the next day I would always be like, no, I do. (laughs) I am positive. There are many alumni from my school that aren't teaching music. Maybe they're like music adjacent or teaching music like in a different way. But like, for example, I'm just, you know, using band. So band directors, there are people I know who got degrees to be band directors and aren't band directors. Which, you know, maybe something else happened and they, um, you know, there wasn't a job or whatever. But, um, if it was really great as everyone says it is, I don't know if there would be that many people doing that. It was at least the reason for me. Um, and then I talked about work-life balance which is a struggle in band and teachers in general. I talked about diversity a little bit and how band directors, the band director world is dominated by men, white men or white women and not very many other people 
and I wrote a little bit about this, but I'm actually not going to get into this now because I could make a whole po- uh, podcast on this. So one thing I touched on before was resistance to change and maintaining tradition. Band in schools, like American band in schools, is not actually that old, um, but it feels so old and old-fashioned, and people who grew up with that don't want to change stuff. But that's very confusing to me, because music and change is one of the wonderful things that music allows and encourages, so I don't understand that disconnect. So the last like general thing that I'll talk about later is like band music versus music music, um, which I will define later. But basically like what I like about music is not how it is experienced in band. I like how it brings people together and you can experience something with other people and you can learn about other people in other countries and other parts of the world and how they, how different countries are connected like apparently mexican music is influenced by german influences and i don't remember all the details about it but when my girlfriend told me that i was like what are you talking about how is there german influence in this mexican music that like sounds like like how do i explain this like the sound of it sounds like essential quintessential like Mexican sound uh and she was like yeah like it was influenced by German stuff and I was like are you serious this is blowing my mind so um that is a huge music like influence never would have like touched on that in band so the last bit main topic is that my personal experience with this topic is I titled it focusing on the good rather than learning so what made me realize this was my you know I don't know if this is at every school but in college when you're student teaching it you like really wanted to get like a good placement which meant a good program which sort of makes sense because you're like you want to learn from somebody who has done who has done it you know who has reached the goal that assumingly everyone wants to reach which makes sense but at the same time the teacher did all the work like they did that they can tell you how they did it but all of their students are especially if you're student teaching in the spring that's the end of the school year the students have already learned every all the basics all the uh like band culture things all their routines they've learned it and they do it and you don't realize that they had to learn it because you're used to that too being a band student you go to this great program, they sound great, you clinic them and you work with them and it's so easy because they know how to act with a guest conductor and depending on the program, they might have had a student teacher before so they know how to handle this. So it's so easy, you feel so great about yourself. Then you have to teach fifth graders who know nothing about band then you have to teach their parents what band is and how to act at band concerts and you're like oh wait 
I don't know how to do any of this because it has always been known by the people that you've been around. One thing I experienced was professors focusing on celebrating other teachers who have amazing programs rather than really showing us how they got to that point. After starting my first band job, I realized that even though I had a great student teaching experience and worked with great students and teachers, I didn't know how to create that. The teacher, teachers I was working with did the hard work of creating the good students and I was just allowed to work with them for a little bit. I didn't know how to get them to that point because I had never done that before. Another thing about this is that there was various practicums we had to do and there was one school I chose just because it was close and uh, we had to go there and I didn't want to pay for an expensive Uber so we just picked a close school plus time wise and whatever. We, well I was doing it with somebody else, we were just doing the same school and I was doing trumpet lessons with this one student to like work with it because it was for our brass class. and. Um, the first lesson with this kid was good he just needed help with some fingerings but it was fine and you know it was enjoyable enough that's the other thing about practicums is that you're only teaching these students a few times and then you're done and it's like okay cool yeah that was fun but it's not the same when you're teaching them two or three times every week um so but then this one time he uh came to the lesson with me and he uh, grabbed his instrument from the band room, but he didn't have a backpack, so he didn't have a pencil. Or he, he, we started playing, and then he was like, or I was like, do you have a pencil to write something down? And he was like, oh no, I didn't bring my backpack because I was going to drop out of school today. And my little baby innocent brain was like, what? And I like, was so confused, but I was like, oh, that's okay. I have a pencil here. Let's keep going. But afterwards, I was like, what? That is so crazy. I would never even consider dropping out of school. And I was, I like couldn't comprehend that. But I am so glad that, well, I'm not glad that he was thinking about dropping out of school, but like, I am glad it, I hope he stayed in school. I don't know, but I'm, <laughs> I'm glad. I just don't want it to sound like I, I'm saying I'm glad he was going to drop out of school because that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> glad that I heard him say that because that it was something I needed to be aware of. I wish I had student teaching that was more like at a bad school, like not necessarily with a bad teacher because that's different, but like at a school where the schedule sucks. Well, the schedule wasn't great at one of my schools, but it I didn't really care. I didn't realize what it meant. Or like, so, at a school with a bad schedule or, or limited resources or a teacher who was struggling or they made cuts to the budget so things changed or there was a new superintendent so things changed. And although I can like feel my professors being like, oh my god, no, why would you want to do that? I think it is valuable to observe good teachers and good programs and make note of what they do of course so you can try to recreate it if you want but at the same time observing good students and working with them did not add to my skills as a teacher 
So when I had to teach fifth grade students, I was like, I have no idea how to do this. I don't even know how to start you. And of course, luckily, there's the book, method books, if you choose to use that, which is extremely helpful. But at the same time, teaching a fifth grader is much different than teaching an eighth grader. And it was just, there were unspoken things that I had to realize needed to be spoken. Also, I didn't, I don't remember learning about this in college, but teaching, maybe one of my professors mentioned it like once in one class. But you have to teach parents how to do band. They don't, unless they have had a previous kid in band, they don't understand the culture. They don't understand what they're supposed to do to help their student practice and whatever. And the concerts and everything, you have to teach that all to them. That is all I had for my uh, toxic band culture stuff like I said there's tons of stuff that I could go into more and I will but I also wanted to give context on my uh, my experience and share that just because you went to school to be a band director and you realize you hate it that doesn't mean you need to stay in it because you have a music degree because when I was looking for other jobs I was like I have a music ed degree. That is one of the most specific degrees that you could get, and I don't know what to do with this. And I am back into school teaching now, but it is not the same. But I think ultimately I still don't want to be in schools. But anyway, this is just an in-between thing so I can heal my um, uh, anxiety about teaching music um, and stuff and experience different things. So. I wanted to share that because I know I am not the only person who feels like that and I want to find people who feel like that to tell them that it's okay to feel like that and just because you have this degree doesn't mean you can't do anything else. So that was an intro to all of that and I hope you could connect with at least some part of it and if you are a band director and you love it to look at your behavior and make sure you are creating healthy little band kids instead of band kids who will end up not liking it because it is I don't like that I don't like band anymore it is very sad but right now that's just where I'm at and I'm okay with that for now so if you are a band director or choir or orchestra or whatever and you do enjoy it make sure you are teaching your kids healthy habits because i remember one of the things that is like supporting music is like band and music teaches you life habits and that is true but you could be teaching them negative life habits and to just be really aware of that also be aware that because of things that i mentioned before about um, like students' emotional connection to music is that there are probably a few students who very much rely on you for like emotional um, safety and I'm sure you know who they are and to just be extra careful because they are consciously or subconsciously paying a lot of attention to you and they will do what you do and 
Being a band director and a teacher is a hard enough job as it is, and I know it is extra hard to like have all these other things that I'm suggesting that you do, but honestly, I think this is like kind of the most important. <laughs> Cause it's their emotional health and like if they get traumatized in middle school it will probably stay with them for a while um i'm also not saying that band directors are traumatizing students <laughs> i don't hate all band directors just because i don't like band and i quit um also saying that if you don't like it please quit because then it opens up the position for somebody who does love band and they will teach them. I actually had a dream last night about apologizing to my students for trying to teach them when I knew I wasn't in a place to do that. And although you probably will have some like personal emotional work to do to get to there, ultimately letting a teacher who loves band teach band is better than you trying to teach band because you think that's what you should do it is it's a win-win it is not a lose-lose it is a win-win because you get to figure out what you actually love and want to do and the students get a teacher who will like teach them with their passion because there are some people who love teaching music and they should do that but it shouldn't that shouldn't be used to pressure people who don't want to do it so I wanted to share my experience. Um, again, this was my experience, so I am not trying to say your experience was or should be the same as mine. I hope it's not the same as mine. But if you do relate to anything in this, I understand how you feel. You can reach out to me on Instagram. She'll be linked in the show notes of this episode. We could talk about it. So like I said, I'll have more episodes talking about this topic, but I hope it connected with some of you and made you feel not alone. So I will talk to you guys later, and thank you so much for listening.